0: today there'll be a, a move and I will prepare our hearts for the move. And so for a few minutes, you may take your seats. You may take your seats. I, one of the things that the Lord is, has been impressing You know what you need to do. Huh? You know what you are dying to do. We spoke. One of the things that the Lord has been impressing on me in this series is for us to begin to move beyond familiarity. One of the most dangerous places you can get to in your faith is where you become familiar in the house of God. What do I mean by that? Where we lose reverence for the things of God. Where it becomes mechanical, where we are focused on routine more than relationship. I've said this before. If you come to the house of God, who are we expecting to meet? God. So it should be error if we come here and don't meet the one we came to meet. Is somebody hearing me today? It's error. Receive a messenger. We should meet the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. Deacon Jackson, good to see you. Great to see you. All the way from Calway. Please can we celebrate him from Mount Zion, Calway. Dickon Jackson, good to see you. Amen. It's era for us to come to church. And focus on the exercise. As opposed to the encounter. Acts chapter 2. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost had fully come were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came. Please noticed that. That when they gathered, it didn't end with their gathering. It ended with an encounter. The culmination of our gatherings should be an encounter with God. If our gatherings end with we just met each other, then we've erred somewhere. Is somebody hearing me? And we've made the mistake. Because God has said, where two or three are what? Uh uh-uh. uh. Preach with me. Where two or three are what? Gathered. In what? In my name. What happens? I will also be. So, in other words, I will also arrive. I will also be there. It says there were. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Filled the whole house, and they appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire, and sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them address. Quick side note: there. if, if the Bible always has a law called the law of first mention, right? Any lawyers or any people of such nature understand how you interpret law. In in law, you have what you call a precedence, right? Where the lawyers are, right? Right? There yeah, are precedence. And how something is judged creates a pattern for how something will be judged from then onwards, right? Now, for those of you who say, are the gifts of tongues for everybody, the Bible says here that the Holy Spirit came and and, and sat on each of all of them. Tongues of fire appeared on each of them, all of them. Now, if the Lord wanted to apportion it to some, that would have been the place where he said, and some of them spoke in tongues. But by virtue of all of them speaking in tongues, it meant that every person has the capacity and the ability to pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay. It is a gift, and the way we what, what how you deal with a gift is you simply receive it. Don't fight for it. Don't labor for it, just receive it. And the Bible says they were all filled and the Spirit gave them, sorry, and they spoke with other tongues and the Spirit gave them utterance. Today I want to talk about, very quickly about catching the fire. I'll just exhort for five, ten minutes, ten minutes and we get out of here. And then we're going to pray and we're going to have a a powerful time in the presence of the Lord. Um, I want to say this. uh, There is an error in the modern day Christianity that being on fire is extreme when it should be the expectation. We we term you are on fire meaning that you have something that we don't have or you're operating at the level. I want you to know that being on fire is the entry level of Christianity. It is the base expectation and it does not disappear with time nor age because many of us believe faith has seasons when you are on fire and when you are off fire if that were the case then Jesus would have had some good days and some bad days but Jesus showed us that even where people lack faith, the Bible doesn't say he didn't do any miracles he says he could do few. That means he still, his power still worked to those who believe. Somebody say amen. So being on fire is not the exception. It is the expectation. John chapter, Luke, Luke 3 verse 16. The Bible says, Jesus answered saying to them, or John answered saying to them, I need to baptize you with water. But one mightier than I is coming. Who is this? Jesus. Whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. What will he do? He will baptize you with what? Come and speak with me. You'll do what? Baptize you with? And what else? Ah! That means that fire is a requirement. In fact, let me say this. Beloved, if you have not caught the fire there's a functionality of your faith that you'll never experience he says when it's like this TV this TV as you can see is not working why? the power is not on despite the functions that have been embedded in it until I switch it on it cannot work it's the same thing with your faith Until it's empowered. It cannot work. So if your faith does not have fire, it's ambition. If your faith does not have fire, it's self-confidence. And that depends on your mood and depends on your motivation. Oh, I'm preaching today. But there is a level that God wants you to be. Where you carry the fire. he says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says but when the Holy Spirit comes. You shall receive power. And you shall be my what? My witnesses. So to be a witness requires power. What is that power? That is the fire of the Holy Spirit. What is the witness? One that is in One that is empowered to testify. Beloved, let me tell you one thing I've learned. Now that I've lived long enough. You can fake faith. <laughs> you can fake faith. How are you blessed and highly faith? God is keeping us. Huh? How are things going? Oh, wonderful. But inside you are suffering peacefully. I have learned that you can fake faith. There is a pseudo faith. Huh? Having a form. Ah oh, come on I'm preaching. If God godliness, But denying the power thereof. It's a pseudo Christianity that is coming up today where Jesus is the therapist not the king of kings and the lord of lords. Few in sin are not transformed. That's not the Jesus of the Bible. Yes, He forgives, He heals, He loves, He was among the sinners. But Jesus was also the one who said hard things very hard things. That you cannot eat of my flesh. Uh, Cannot drink of my blood. You're not part of me. Those who do what I say are my friends. That's what Jesus said. You can fake faith. Let me tell you something. You can't fake fire. (laughs) I'm yet to find a fake fire. Fire is fire. When fire appears, we will know fire. We don't even categorize that. Is that English fire? Is that Western fire? That fire looks civilized. No, fire is fire. There's no African fire. There's no Europe. There is fire. Fire. And so, let me tell you one thing. I've realized that Commonality, even in the faith, is fire. He said, fire cannot be disputed. That's why people continuous to come to Jesus at night and say, Rabbi, we know that you are the Son of God. Because no man can do these things except by the power of God. There comes a point, listen, if you have to argue about your faith. There's no fire. If you have to argue, there's no fire. The disciples of John come to, to Jesus and say, are you the one who shall we send for another? Jesus doesn't say, I'm shining. I just say. No, no. What does he say? Tell John what you see. Do the blind not see? Are the lame not healed? Are the lepers not cleansed? And to the poor not have the gospel preached to them there has to be a point where you move from arguments to results where this thing you must resolve this faith thing it must begin to work i mustn't continue hearing stories about that i'm not sure about i need to know him and so god wants to, to set your heart on fire Because as much as he wants you to know him, he also wants to leave you with his power. That's why he told the disciples that knowing me is insufficient. Because you need more than knowledge of me. You need the power that works in me. I'm telling you, it's possible to read the Bible and not contact the power. Theologians have have, have translated this Bible and still don't believe in Jesus. Why we have to move beyond amateur levels of just you know, you know, you know the just hear, no, no, no. There must be fire in you. There must be fire in you. God wants to set your fire. Listen, God wants to make you a fire. Psalm one zero four and verse four. Look at this. He says, "This is God who makes His angel spirits, look at this, and His ministers a flame of fire." a spark a flame fire I've realized this that Moses no matter how deep the burden is you never fight Pharaoh until you meet the fire you cannot defeat Pharaoh an encounter with the fire of God. That's why Jesus tells the disciples listen, this thing, you need more than just zeal. You need divine fire. You need more than a good business plan. You need fire. You need more than just beauty. Something in faith. You need fire. Even in relationships, you need fire. Because one day, the person you'll be upset with is the person you love. And if they douse your fire, it was not strong enough. The Bible says if you faint on the day of adversity, strength is too small. To give you food. So I going to give two quick things about what fire does and why fire in the upper room. We're talking about reviving the upper room. Why fire is essential. When we have the fire, the first thing that it will do is fire will compel worship. Is somebody hear me? Fire compels what? Okay. Leviticus, let's go to. Uh, Go to Leviticus 9, 24 first Leviticus chapter 9 and verse 24 I want to show you this Fire compels worship One of the things that God would do is Every time a sacrifice was laid I realized that it was not the sacrifice That prompted the worship The sacrifice was an expression of worship But it was when the fire fell That worship came Look at this. And fire came out before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. And look at this. And when all the people saw it, what happened? They did what? They shouted and fell on there. Did they shout when the sacrifice was on the altar? No. They shouted when the fire fell from heaven. Listen, what will lead people to worship is not your authenticity. It's the fire you carry. I don't want to be relatable. Relate all you want. No one is saved by relatability. People are saved by fire. What leads people... I've shared this with the worship team before and I've said it before, I said listen, it's when they see the fire that people worship. What will lead people to worship God is how you are on fire for Him. That's what will lead people to worship Him. How do you become on fire for Him? Remember, fire is a response. Fire is not the initiator. Fire is the response. God always answers by what? So, the fire of God is a response to the discipline, right? And the sacrifice of killing of the flesh that you do on a daily basis. God's fire does not fall on people who are alive. It falls on people who are dead to themselves. Who have died to the flesh. So it's a response. And when we begin to change, when we begin to buffet our own body, right? When we begin to discipline ourselves, when we control our anger, when we flee from the lusts of the flesh, the result is the fire of God. So one of the things that will hinder the fire of God is the activity of the flesh in your life what controls you your emotions Oh, is do you vacillate are you hot today cold tomorrow are you on fire today on ice tomorrow are you on tires today on bricks tomorrow We don't start our own fire. Remember the Bible says fire fell from heaven. Without fire, true worship cannot be achieved. That's what the Bible says. They'll worship him in spirit and in truth. Because one thing about fire is that it reveals truth. If something is pure When you throw it in fire You will know If you throw gold And it's not real gold When you throw it in fire You will know If you throw silver And it's not real silver When you throw it in fire we will know So fire is a refiner And when the fire of God it purifies your life. Is somebody hearing? That's why you need God's fire. In fact, if you read the same, I think it's Matthew, the account of Matthew, where it says that, that the fire will burn away the chaff. It refines our faith. When the fire of God comes, it refines our worship and refines our faith. So without that fire, we will never display true worship. Remember, both remember who remembers the account of Elijah and the prophets of Baal what happened? Both of them were offering sacrifices. The question is, where did the fire fall? Prayer is not exclusive to Christianity. Oh-oh. is it don't muslims pray ah? don't buddhists pray even you where you come from the real places don't they make some incantations that chants that sound like prayer what is the difference Where the fire falls. So the real difference maker is not the religion or the exercises that we go through but where the fire falls. Is somebody hearing me today? The second thing about fire is that fire is contagious. Somebody say contagious. There's no way where fire is. There was a song they were singing because he's saying wherever you pass we will know you were here it's the same thing with fire wherever there was fire we will know here there was fire it leaves an imprint that confirms his presence Likewise, when we carry fire, we become contagious. We will know that fire passed through here by the effects that it leaves where it passed through. Look at this in in, in Luke, the Luke scripture. Luke 24 and verse 32. Look at what happens when fire comes. When fire comes, the Bible says, this is Jesus speaking. And two of the guys who hear Jesus say, and they said to one another, did our hearts, did our hearts, burn within us when he talked with us on the road listen to that when you carry fire when you share scripture when you share the word of God it leaves a burning sensation and power inside of people not just you share no, you just want to give a word of encouragement you know I believe that this is the generation where fire will be released inside of us. 2 Timothy, I'm giving you a lot of scriptures because I want to set the the foundation for what I'm saying. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 2, verse 6. Therefore, I remind you, Timothy, stir up the gift. One version said, fan the flame, right? stir up the gift of God which you received through the laying on of my hands. Paul is telling Timothy, because Paul was a man that carried fire. When he laid hands on Timothy, he transferred the fire to him. If we don't carry fire, we cannot spread the gospel. Look at what happens the moment the fire comes in the upper room. 3,000 people got saved instantly. Instant. What was the difference? Fire. So, how do we acquire fire very quickly? Right. Number one, we acquire fire fire on the altar of prayer. Remember, I said the fire is response. Right. So. That fire does not randomly happen. Somebody sets it off, right? Likewise, even in the things of God, it's not random. There is a place where fire is released. We acquire fire. I know some of you are already like, no, 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 hold up, Pastor. What about Moses? Read carefully in the context of Moses. The Bible says, and Moses came to Horeb, the mountain of the Lord. And he saw a burning bush. He didn't see a burning bush in a random place. He saw a burning bush on the mountain. So he wasn't just walking anywhere. Just, oh, wow. No. Moses came to the mountain of the Lord. Read carefully. says that like Moses came to the Look at what happens for David. David says it this way, right? We're going to pray. They're going to pray very soon. 1st Chronicles chapter 21, verse 26. Chronicles chapter 21, verse 26. Let's read this together on the count of three. One, two, three. Go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. And David built, and they built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on the name of the Lord. And he answered, he being God, answered him by what? So where does the Lord answer with fire? Speak, speak to me, where? On thee. Therefore, if you have no altar. No see fire. The place that God designates to answer by fire is on the altar. That's why Jesus told them, Tarry in Jerusalem until you are in pure power. And the Bible says they went to the upper room. Where was the upper room? Where they had the last supper. It's the same place. So they remained in the place of communion. Why did they go there? Because that's the last place they met with Jesus. Beloved, please listen to me. You must develop your own a place where you commune with God. It will fire your faith. It will fire your life. It will fire your belief system. You will meet God and have in It's on that altar that God has designed that you have encounters with him. Somebody say amen. The last place where we have how we acquire the fire. Is through consistency. Somebody say consistency. Somebody with me. We're gonna pray. Pray. Right? The Bible says, and the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. Hold on. Whose responsibility is it to keep it burning? Talk with me. Who? It's yours. It's mine. If you say, I've lost the fire. My response is, did you keep it burning? What did you do? How do you keep it burning? Look at this. How do you keep it burning? And the priest shall do what? Shall put, shall? Hold on. What wood do you put? You see what kind of wood dead wood you cannot put alive wood has to be dead wood so how do you keep the fire going dying daily to yourself how do you die daily on the altar of prayer I don't feel like it but I'm still praying I'm overwhelmed with emotions but I'm still praying I'm overcome by circumstances but I'm still praying it's a daily thing put wood on it when hold on listen the Bible gives us instructions when no, me. My prayer time is at oh, okay. No, me. Mine is in the afternoon. Okay. The day has started. He says, early or in, on it every morning, and lay the burnt offering. Look at this. In order. It's not anyway anyhow cannot have a, a a a fired up faith with a disordered prayer life you know me i just talked to god so even as i go along the day when opportunity comes nonsense nonsense it says every morning in order on it and he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings what is fat? Excess. So every day, we die daily to ourselves. This fire is not meant to be. I went to a conference and caught fire, and I went back to my own life. Because that's what many of us do. We want a fire for the moment, and as soon as things balance. crumble again come back to the fire today I believe God wants to stir up the fire in us when this fire comes the hand of God will be able to do it please stand your fire.